0: This
1: is Cruise Radio. Cruise Radio is sponsored in part by TripInsurance.com, making it easy to buy travel insurance at the best available price. Get a quote today at TripInsurance.com. Broadcasting from the TripInsurance.com studios in Jacksonville, Florida. This is Cruise Radio. Radio. Hey, how's it going? My name is Doug Parker. Thanks for checking out this episode of Cruise Radio. Happy to have you here and happy Thanksgiving if you're living in the U.S., if you're not, happy Thursday. Uh, so changing things up a little bit this week, instead of having Sherry Laskin here with Cruise News, gave her the day off because it's Thanksgiving. And, uh, well, she, she wasn't available, really. Um, so she'll be on this weekend uh, on the Cruise Radio Rewind episode with this week's Cruise News. On this week's show, we have a review of Celebrity Summit. I hope you enjoy it. Justin just returned from a seven-night cruise aboard Celebrity Summit. It was out of San Juan to the Southern Caribbean. He joins us on the line. Hey, buddy. How's it going, man? Good, man. So you're up in Atlanta. You had to get down to San Juan, Puerto Rico for this cruise. Give us some pre-cruise thoughts.
2: Yeah, so um, myself and uh, – I guess I'll spoil the, the first cruise port. Myself and my new fiancé, we've previously done um, – I. I, at least for my own, unless I'm forgetting a cruise on her end, have um, only done Caribbean cruises out of, like, the Florida ports. Mm-hmm. Um, so before this cruise on Celebrity Summit, we'd only done carnival uh, cruises before. So we decided we saw a really nice fare on Celebrity. It's been a brand that we've been wanting to try just because of the reputation it has as one of the nicer mass market lines. Um, saw a really good airfare deal coupled with a really, really solid Aqua class uh, fare out of on the summit and decided to, to snatch it up.
1: Awesome. Now, did you do any pre-cruise time in San Juan?
2: Yeah. So we left on Thursday night, landed in San Juan about nine o'clock, and we actually stayed in the uh, Vanderbilt in the Condado area. Um, I'd only ever been to San Juan for like, you know, day cruise stops. And so we wanted to try to spend at least one full day in San Juan, check out Old San Juan. She'd never been to San Juan before, so we stayed in the Vanderbilt, caught a taxi over to Old San Juan, had some ceviche as we watched the sunset. It was really pretty.
1: And how was embarkation once you got onto Celebrity Summit? Because that's over there. You boarded that at the, what is it, the Pan American Cruise Terminal?
2: Yeah, and I mean, the, the, the terminal is very bare bones, but the actual process itself, so we were supposed to get there, according to our little check-in schedule, at about 12, but we were, you know, super hyped to get onto the cruise ship. So we actually got to the terminal right at eleven, so a good bit early. Um we'd done all the pre-check-in, downloaded the app, had our passports, did the, you know, where you can upload your photo, link your credit card in advance. So All in all, by the time we dropped our bags, got through check-in, and were ready to board the ship, it probably took no more than about five to ten minutes. It was a really quick and easy process.
1: Celebrity Summit just underwent this massive uh, renovation around six months ago or so, I think back in March. Uh, What were your first impressions when you boarded the ship? So you board
2: through, I think it's deck four, and they bring you in. Um, It's not into the main atrium, which is a little different. Um, Like I said, we've only ever done Carnival before, and they always put you directly through their atrium on all the ships we've been before. But this time they bring you in through a little side door that's right next to the art gallery and the casino. Everyone gets a free glass of champagne getting onto the ship. Um, And then you just kind of find your way up to your room. Our stateroom was already ready and cleared so we could drop bags. And we actually booked deck 11 aqua class rooms to get what we were going for was like just a full on revolutionized, I think is what they call it, you know, celebrity experience on the ship. And the ship itself is gorgeous.
1: Is the aqua class a type of stateroom or is it like a veranda balcony stateroom?
2: So the aqua class, I think, on the summit are all balcony um, okay. balcony rooms. There might be some interior aqua classes that I just don't I, – I didn't see. Mm-hmm. But the ones that we booked were on deck 11, um, which is the, the highest uh, passenger deck on the summit. So the deck above us was actually the outdoor theater space. Um, below us is the buffet. And I think our level was all ocean class rooms um, on deck 11.
1: And that's the aqua class gets you access to the – do they have Blue Restaurant on there?
2: Yeah, they've got the, the blue restaurant. You get uh, priority check-in and check-out um, out if there was any tender ports. There weren't on this cruise, but I think mm-hmm. that's also a perk. Um, you also get um, unlimited access to the thermal suites, um, priority booking for spas, um, spa treatments, which the fiancé took advantage of a couple of times. Um, and, it, like, the amenities in the room are a little bit nicer as well. The, the shower is upgraded. They bring you canapes um, in the afternoon, which is nice whenever you get back from a
1: port. It, it was a really good experience. Yeah, sounds like it. Now, what did you think of the stateroom itself?
2: So the stateroom's great. Um, the I, I saw, like, before and after pictures. I'm a um, researchaholic before any sort of cruise. So I had done as much research and as much homework as I could find on, like, YouTube, watching stateroom tours and things like that. The bathroom, we both loved, Um, upgraded to where it has like that uh, marble looking um, surfaces, like the countertops and everything. Really nice glass door instead of a shower curtain. The shower itself was a little cramped and, you know, we're both, you know, uh, she's 26, I'm 30. We're both in pretty good shape and even we found that the shower was a little bit cramped, but... The room itself very spacious. The balcony, you know, there's nothing above you, so you've got pretty amazing, you know, views off of the balcony. Um, you can watch the pilot boat if you um, if you're on the right side of the ship for that. All that kind of fun stuff.
1: Let's transition to dining now. What time dining did you have, and what did you think of it?
2: So we did anytime dining, and we tried. I think. I did every single dining venue on the ship, including the specialty dinings. Mm -hmm. Um, She did not do the sushi on five. She's just not a seafood fan. Um, I guess we can start in the main dining room. We did this two nights, and we just kind of based our decision-making on dinners based off of menus. Um, The two nights that we sat in the main dining room, it was kind of strange. The anytime folks were actually sitting on the main level of the dining room, and then the assigned time was the floor above. Mm -hmm. So they had the, the overlook of the main dining room. You know, most of the time there was no wait. I think they also allow you to book reservations in the main dining room, even with anytime dining. So there was like two lines, which was kind of confusing. But we had on one night, I think we had about a 20-minute wait. And on the second night, we actually got there right at 545 because it was a long port day and we were hungry. Got sat. The, the food itself, I will say, is, you know, light and day better from our experience on carnival ships. Mm-hmm. Um, and the, the other downside i guess was kind of the service and this was one thing that we kind of both agreed on the service from like the waiters and the sommeliers and the, the assistant waiters and this kind of goes across all of the venues while i wouldn't say it was bad i just there was nothing that ever really stood out and we had a couple of like really bad services on the ship um once in the main dining room And once in the blue restaurant.
1: Aren't the before and after photos of the main dining room stunning?
2: Oh, it's it is an actual like not at no point during this cruise did we ever think like, oh, the ship is not in a stunning condition. Yeah, the the venue itself is gorgeous. We actually lucked out. I think um, I kind of dropped as a hint to the uh, person seating us that we had just gotten engaged. So they actually sat us by like the big outward facing like where you can see the wake windows Um, on a two top and it was like the actual venue and the food quality and just that type of aspect it was gorgeous in there
1: and how was the buffet experience
2: i loved it she loved it i think the food on the buffet is probably some of the best food that i've had on a cruise ship um i'm a huge eggs benny fan and they have make your own eggs or like custom made eggs benedict station um as part of like the breakfast on the buffet Um, She was absolutely digging the vegetarian and the vegan and the Indian sections. They also have like a make your own custom pasta, um, you know, all the fancy cheeses at, at a cheese station, custom made or freshly made daily breads and desserts. And really, the desserts, I, I know a lot of times on cruise ships, like the cakes and stuff like that can kind of be underwhelming. They look really pretty. But in our experience, we never really had a bad dessert while we were on the ship, including in the buffet.
1: So I have to ask, did you have any of that pizza in the buffet?
2: That is some of the best right? pizza. And the only thing we hated was that like, you couldn't get it at 4 o'clock in the morning yeah. on a carnival ship.
1: I, I threw down 11 slices at one time. It was that so. Is, freaking that is good. very
2: impressive. Yeah. <laughs> um, we, I think my 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 record was at eleven fifty five because there was a bunch of pizza and they actually closed the buffet at midnight. Mm-hmm. I did clean out like half a pizza whenever <laughs> nice. I was like, I'll just go grab a light salad and then like four pieces of pizza later.
1: Yeah, I'll run it off later. No big deal. So let's talk about the specialty restaurants you went to.
2: So the first night, actually on the cruise, so that Saturday uh, the Saturday night of embarkation, we did Tuscan with the uh, thirty with the thirty dollars each head cover or um, price point, mm-hmm. and that is probably the best meal I've ever had on a cruise ship. Um, the steaks were perfect. The service was um, you know pristine. We we actually had the premium drinks package and the um, the drink service, both the cocktails and the wine service pairings with like the meals that we were having was just perfect. I. Ask the waitress, for example, like the, the lead waitress, um, if she would recommend the the calamari or the crab cake. She said the calamari and then just brought me both anyway. Um, I had the, the dry-aged um, ribeye, I believe, which was just amazing. Some of the best steak I've ever had, including on land. Um, she had a bunch of pasta dishes and a bunch of the sides, and I had a lot of those as well, and they were really good. And then her favorite dessert in the universe is creme brulee, and they had a pistachio um, creme brulee in Tuscan Grill, which she said was probably her favorite dessert of the cruise. And that that was probably, if we do Celebrity again, it'll absolutely be a priority to be on a ship that has a Tuscan Grill.
1: How was Blue? So Blue was
2: great um, from a food perspective. I really appreciated like, uh, you know, you get to day six or day five or six on a cruise. And while on day one, two and three, you're like, give me all of the food all of the time. By that point, like clothes are starting to not really fit anymore. <laughs> and so like that whole idea of fresher, lighter calories, um, you know, more seafood and protein versus carb food. It was really refreshing to have that later in the cruise. And again, the only thing I can really say is um, the service was just a little off, I think, for the ship, or at least for our cruise. Um, and we did have probably our worst dining experience, and it was actually on the day of disembarkation. Uh, we got sat right at 630 The you know, the program said that they were open at six to eight o'clock for breakfast before you got off the ship. We got sat at six and or six thirty and she got her food delivered in about 20 minutes. And then I had to sit for another 25 minutes for eggs, Benedict and a, and a Bellini. But like the food itself was great. And I think, you know, if we do book with celebrity again, I think that blue is worth. At least that part of the Aqua Class Premium.
1: What were your thoughts of the raw on five, the sushi restaurant on board? Because I've never had uh, sushi on celebrity.
2: It was really good. Um, so, again, like since we had, or since I had the premium drinks package, I was able to try some sake, mm-hmm. um, was able to do some like custom that venue specific cocktails, green tea with my meal, um, had edamame and um, uh, I think a miso soup before, which was really good. And then the um, sushi roll that I ordered was, um, I think it was like a California or a spicy tuna roll with like baked um, scallops over the top, mm-hmm. and that was one of the, you know, I, I, I can't, it's hard pressed for me to remember a just nicer sushi um, dinner on land. It was, it was a really good experience, and you know, at twenty dollars or something like that, you know, again, I wasn't paying for my drinks, so it was twenty dollars with free drinks. But at that type of a price point, I think it's definitely worth it, and I really enjoyed it.
1: You say $20. Was that a la carte?
2: Yeah, it's a la carte. So like the edamame was like four. Like the appetizers are like 3 to $6, depending mm-hmm. on what you get. And then a lot of the rolls will be like 10 to
1: $12. Okay. And did we miss any other specialty restaurants?
2: So the other one that they have on board is actually, I guess, um, depending on when this episode comes out, Cuisine, which mm-hmm. won't exist on the Summit anymore. I think they're phasing it out to the, the La Petite Chef um, at the beginning or end of November, beginning of December. And to be frank, like uh, if we cruise on the summit again, we wouldn't have been booking Cuisine again. Um, so if we go back on the summit, it'll be interesting to try La Petite Chef. Cuisine's not bad. I just even with us getting a deal, so we were approached by an assistant waiter in blue on um, the last port day before the um, last sea day, offering us any sort of specials on specialty dining, and they were able to get us booked on the last night for Cuisine for thirty a person instead of the regular forty-five. Um, even at 30, it's a good meal. I wouldn't pay $30 a head for it, um, but the food was interesting, presented in like really interesting ways. Again, we ran into a bit of a service issue, but other than that, um, yeah, it was a, it was an interesting meal.
1: Would you say it's gimmicky?
2: <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, the food, it, it, it's not overwhelmingly impressive as far as like the taste or mm-hmm. the like interesting flavors. I think they spent a lot of time and it one thing that Rachel mentioned was like, it was hard to identify a theme. Um, I, and I, I think I told her like, I think the theme is just weird. Um, and that's the theme that they're going for is just weird. Um, you know, you've got the upside down, um, chandeliers and you're ordering off of iPads, but there's not really like, you're just selecting things and then you still have to tell the waiter what you want. And it's hard to like line up who's going to get what Cause they limit you to six dishes, even with two people. So it's hard to like line up who's going to get what and that type of thing.
1: Yeah, when they when they launched Cuisine, I think it was like back in 2010. I was on the ship that it launched on, and they kept using the word whimsical. Um, I, for I mean,
2: it. it's not a bad word for it. Yeah. Um, it's it. Like I said, it was hard for us to identify a theme: whimsical or weird. Yeah, mm-hmm. th- th- those are good words for it.
1: Yeah. Okay. So let's talk about the entertainment on this seven night cruise. What would you think of it?
2: So this was another big piece that we kind of felt like. So we've only ever done Carnival before, um, and. On Carnival Ships, you know, they get the brand of it's a big party atmosphere, but Rachel and I are in bed by like 10, 11 o'clock, even on cruises. Um, we go to all the shows. We go to some of the trivias and things like that. And we tried to do that on the Celebrity Ship. Um I can't really remember the cruise director's name. Um, He wasn't bad. He wasn't good. The shows on board, the production shows, she really liked them. You know, they weren't my bag, but they usually aren't. Um, And then the side act. So I guess celebrity, at least on the summit, they do two production shows on two nights. And then the other nights they'll have side entertainment. So one night it was like a magician. One night it was a solo artist. And I think on another night it was a comedian. Um, But we would step in. Uh, and, you know, if we weren't interested, we would walk back out. And then the other big issue that we ran into is the celebrity app. Um, and this was actually a big one for us. We we've really enjoyed a lot of the cruise lines involving more and more technology. So you don't have to you know sit around a paper planner and then remember that for the entire day the next Um we wanted to use the app, but what we actually figured out about halfway through the cruise is that there's a lot of events that are missing from the app, even if you use the show all feature. And it caused us to actually, once we look back at some of the programs from the early day, earlier days, we missed some of the things that we really wanted to do because of that. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know. It's just the quality outside of the production shows plus like that really frustrating sna- or technology snafu. That was one. That was another one of our big negatives from the cruise.
1: How did the ship handle during sea days as far as crowds and congestion?
2: I have never seen more deck chairs get dibs earlier than (laughs) on this cruise. Um, Anything not directly in the sun but near a pool, especially in the solarium area, the adults-only area of the ship, Mm -hmm. those had towels and stuff put down on them as early as like 7 o'clock in the morning because I get up at about – 6 or 7 a.m. on cruises, go for a run to try to keep the calories under some sort of control. Mm. And the way that you have to go from the deck 11 aqua classrooms to the to the onboard fitness center, it takes you through the solarium. So even on port days, you would have people dibsing chairs at like 6, 30, 7 o'clock in the morning that were in premium locations. And the only other thing I, I can say on this is that there's those two main pool areas, the main deck pool and then the solarium. And While there's plenty of deck chairs, a lot of them are in less than ideal places, Um, so they are in very direct sunlight with, like, no shade opportunities, or they're, like, right next to the smoking section on the ship, which is, like, an open-air area that is right off of still connected to the main pool area, which— she has really bad asthma, so that kind of made us not able to use that section of the ship.
1: And we'll skip the smoke in the casino situation because celebrity doesn't allow smoking in the casino, correct?
2: Yeah, and I, I am a big time like Texas Hold'em player. I mm. will say that I really enjoyed the casino on the ship. Um, they do live dealers for the for the Texas Hold'em games at for the nightly cash games. The tournaments are a lot of fun, even like the blackjack tournaments. And like like you said, like being a non-smoking environment in the casino was super cool. Um, And then we were also sailing actually during Halloween and the World Series for um, the American baseball stuff and being able to sit in the casino, which is where a lot of like the passengers on board that were huge Houston Astros or Washington Nationals fans, Mm -hmm. they would come to the casino to watch the game which was actually right next to the Texas hold'em table. So sitting there being able to play a cash game while people were watching like game six and seven of the World Series, that was like a really cool experience.
1: One of my favorite areas on Celebrity Summit is the Sunset Bar in the back of the ship. Did you spend any time back there?
2: Yep, yeah, and um, our Deck 11 cabins, there's actually a door that we can take that feeds directly into the Sunset Bar. Oh, perfect. So that would be our go-to in the morning for drinks or bottles of water if we were getting off the ship early early. Or since we had the uh, drinks package, I would go down there to try to get a sugar-free Red Bull. Mm-hmm. The venue itself, the Sunset Bar, is that is pretty awesome. Um, there's always there was almost always a seat available even during sail away. Um, and then the only thing I could say that was like a negative was the, a lot of the bars um, would run out of things like sugar-free Red Bulls or like non-alcoholic stuff that would be part of the drinks package. Even like the bottles of water they would run out of. And what you would end up having is like the bartender asking, like, did you want me to go look for this for you? At which point you're like, well, I I guess not. Like, um, no, that's (laughs) fine. I'll just take a water or a Coke Zero or a drink. Um, but yeah, that, that sunset bar and having access to it right there on deck 10, whenever you have a room on deck 11 is super awesome during like sailaways to grab a quick drink and come back up to your balcony, something like that.
1: Yeah, it definitely makes a difference. So let's talk about the ports of call on this seven night cruise. And, uh, what we'll do here is give us the port of call and give us a highlight from that port and move to the next one.
2: Yeah. So we got on Saturday, um, sail away. Wasn't until that evening. Um, and so we were all in bed, you know, trying to fall asleep from the first for the first night. Um, and we were in Saint Kitts that Sunday morning. Um, I believe that port was a 9:30 dock time until 6:30, uh, maybe like 5:30 or 6 or something like that in the afternoon. So for this port, um, I actually had um, planned for this to be the port where I would uh, propose to my now fiance. Uh, spoiler alert: she said yes. Um, so I found a local photographer on the island, contracted with her and she helped me scout some locations. Um, I rented a car through the Avis, um, uh, rental place that's right off of the cruise terminal and, um, really reasonable for like, and if anyone ever considers renting a car in St. Kitts, get the smallest car possible because driving on that loop road on St. Kitts is, is terrifying enough in a (laughs) go-kart. I could not imagine trying to do that in like a big truck or anything like that. Yeah. Um, and so what we did was we did a tour of the island. We went to one of the black sand beaches and hung out for a while. We grabbed brunch at, um, at a place that we found, or someone had recommended to us on the cruise critic, um, forums. And then we, at about one o'clock, I had arranged for us to meet the photographer at, uh, Brimstone Fortress, which is a UNESCO site on the island. She, um, Rachel didn't know that I had done all of this. So we'd go up to the fort, drive up the little curvy road, go up to the very tippity top of the fort. I pretended that I was setting up my GoPro to take a picture, set my backpack down, grabbed the ring box out of the, um, out of my backpack, did, did the proposal thing. And the photographer's up there taking her pictures on top of the fort. And she, we've got some really good memories from that. Um, dropped off the the car at about, um, three o'clock, got back on the ship and, yeah, man, that was that was a really really awesome Sunday,
1: dude. Every guy, every single guy, should be taking notes right now because I was just taking notes. Good work, man. I got, setting the I GoPro. Got, up. I got
2: some props whenever yeah. we got back in, and we, uh, we had the internet package. We That's, posted it on online, yeah. like on the Facebook, that all the announcement stuff. And yeah, I got some. I got some props for that.
1: Very good. Now, what was your next port of call?
2: So after that Sunday in St. Kitts, we had a sea day. um, And the first, um, so that was Monday for the sea day. Tuesday, we were in Aruba, um, docked at 8, and um, every port from here on out was 8 to 5. Everything was on time at all of the ports throughout this cruise, no issues. And the weather was actually pretty perfect for the entire cruise. We had like one 30-minute rainstorm, and it was on the last sea day at night. Um, but in Aruba, we got there at about eight. I had booked through, I think it's like ABC Tours is the um, vendor that we went with. So I, we almost always book everything independent. Um, we did UTVs in the Aruban Desert. Um, Rachel and I both took turns driving, going up and down the mountains and doing the, doing the desert area. We were able to go swimming in the natural pool. We, we went through caves. We went to the donkey sanctuary. It was super duper hot. It is um, October was apparently like October, November are the hot months for Aruba, according to our guide. Um, It was probably about 95 degrees that day. And back home, it was like 28 or 35 degrees or something like that that day, which was interesting to see Facebook pictures. But yeah, that was a really cool day. Uh, I think we're still washing off some of the desert dust from it, though.
1: I have to ask, what is the Aruban Desert like? I mean, is it like a desert we picture in the the southwest here in the states?
2: So I've never been to, like, the desert desert areas of the southwestern states. But um, from what I can see, like, in pictures and stuff, it is pretty similar. Um, it's just a lot more rocky versus, mm-hmm. um, like, sand. There are sand dunes and stuff like that in the Aruban Desert. They're just, like, very scattered throughout. Most of it is, like, red dirt and big boulders, okay. um, I guess, just because it's a volcanic island. It's just as as things get worn down. Um, so there's places where you're going down like 60 degree angles in the UTV. There's like this one little really cool cliffside where there's a bunch of goats hanging out, cactuses everywhere. It was really pretty.
1: And then what was your next port of call?
2: Uh, got done in Aruba. And then um, the next one was actually Curacao. Mm-hmm. And for this one, um, we just wanted to have a relaxed beach day, which, you know, going into it, we figured we would be tired from Aruba and we were not wrong. Um, mm-hmm. So in Curacao, we just got off the port, man, those taxi prices in Curacao are expensive. Yeah. Um, but we booked a taxi um, for us, just us two over to, I think it's um, Pertamaya or something like that. Um, but it's like a beach where there are wild pigs and iguanas and stuff like that running around everywhere and it's where a lot of like the people that go just to Curacao go. Mm -hmm. Not, It's way far away from the cruise terminal so it was just us and some tourists um, and it was a really small intimate setting. We had a lounger. It's like um, 15-20 bucks gets you in and a lounger and an umbrella and all that kind of stuff. I rented a snorkel mask and went out into the little the very crystal clear waters and did some snorkeling and we just relaxed for that day.
1: And then after Carousel, where'd you go?
2: Um, and then the last port day was uh, Bon Air, so it was the uh, Saint Kitts and the ABC Islands was the itinerary, and I have never done that before. Um, so I tr- we tried to do like the greatest hits minus Curacao, um, like the the thing each island is best known for. So in Bon Air, I'm a huge snorkel fanatic, so we went through um, Woodwind, um, I think is the name of the company, and it's about a four hour chartered like sailboat. And we at first, as we were showing up to the excursion, I'm like, oh, no, it's it's a cattle call because it was about 18 or 20 other people plus like six crew members on a like one room uh, sailboat. But the way they have everyone spread out on the boat and having like six crew members for that number of passengers is great because like three of the people that were or three of the crew were like the guides for the snorkeling. Then there was the captain and then like two people that were just there to like run drinks and they had free free booze. And one of the best lunches I've ever had on an excursion, it was like a seafood lo mein type of dish. Um, and the snorkeling itself on Bonaire is absolutely awesome. One of the guides let me use his like the, the super long, super floppy fins. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was able to do a lot of like free diving um, they did a really, really good job from this provider keeping people away from, like, the shallow reef sections, so no damage was done to the reef. The guides were super knowledgeable on, like, individual fish fish types and coral types and able to give us, like, you know, really good lessons about what we were looking at. But they also gave you plenty of freedom if you were a strong swimmer to go out there and do your own thing.
1: You mentioned you like to snorkel a lot. Do you use those full face masks? No,
2: I always just like the, the old school, um, you know, two piece masks. Yeah, um, they're same. easier if like anything does fog up or if you spring a leak or anything like that, it's, it's a lot easier to like get it cleaned out really quickly than like the full face mask. I've only used the full ones once and I might've just been using a bad one. Uh, but people have told me like they're really good for free diving. So I might check one out.
1: Yeah. So you make your way back to San Juan. How was disembarkation?
2: Uh, it was a breeze. Other than the breakfast snafu that I talked about earlier in blue, um, it, getting off the ship um, with this, with this um, line is super fast. We did the, um, you know, where you put the bags outside of the door the night before. We just didn't want to have to deal with them in the morning since we knew we were going to try to wake up early to grab breakfast. Headed down to Blue, grabbed a quick bite to eat, um, and then got off the ship from the time that our zone was called. We were a little bit late actually showing up to our zone. Sorry, everybody. From the time that we started heading down to disembarkation to getting into a, an Uber to head to our pre-flight area, it was probably about 15 minutes, 10, 15 minutes. And then I, we both have global entry, so we were able to just zoom right out of the port.
1: All right. Do you have any first time tips for someone maybe who is sailing either out of San Juan or on Celebrity Summit?
2: So in San, for San Juan, like um, just know like if you're doing a Southern Caribbean cruise and, and the time of year that we were going, it is going to be very hot, um, at least from what every guide told us. Um, I think like the average temperature both on board plus at the ports was like 85, 90 degrees plus in October. Um, and then, The only other thing I would say about sailing out of San Juan is it is a really quick cruise terminal, at least from whenever we experienced it. And the summit only holds about, um, I think we had about 2,300 people on board. So maybe if it's a larger ship, it might be a little bit of a nightmare just because it is an older terminal. But we experienced like no waits, no lines or anything like that.
1: This next question, I think I may know the answer. What was your biggest highlight of this cruise?
2: Yeah, I, I think I have to say uh, Saint <laughs> Kitts. Um, I mean, it, other than uh, other than the obvious reason, like it's just a really pretty island. Mm-hmm. Um, it's something that we are absolutely going to try to go back to do some of like the more specialized, like climb the volcano. Sure. Um, do some of the more tropical rainforesty stuff. Enjoy some of the beaches versus like driving around all day. It just seems like it's a it's an island with a lot of stuff going on, and it's um, it's definitely something that we're going to try to target for repeat revisits. Final
1: thoughts of Celebrity
2: Summit. At this point, like what we decided on the ship is we want to try to book like an apex or an edge cruise with Celebrity just to experience. We don't know if some of the problems that we experienced were just it's an older ship, even with the refurbishment. It's still a 20-year-old ship. It's a smaller crew. We don't know. Maybe because of the reposition down to San Juan, some systems were being switched around. It's just for the price differential that you pay between like a, cel- a carnival or a royal or a Norwegian going up to a celebrity level, especially like an aqua class or a suite level. Mm-hmm. We don't know how much value we got out of doing that upgrade. You know, we can do one or maybe two celebrity cruises or we could do like three to four really cool carnival cruises for the same price. So what we're going to try to do is maybe uh, an apex or an edge cruise cruise in aqua class experience like the top tippity top celebrity product and see if like that price differential if it if it makes sense for us
1: yeah fair enough we've been talking with justin about his seven night cruise aboard celebrity summit justin thanks for giving us your review man absolutely keep up the great work man
0: Check out our blog, the video page, and interact at cruiseradio.net. When is
2: your next cruise? Where are you going? And what are you going to do once you get there? Market-leading specialist CruisingExcursions.com offers savings up to 60% offshore excursions versus cruise line prices. Whether it's private, shared, scenic, historic, or family tours, CruisingExcursions.com has up to 12,000 excursions in over 700 ports worldwide, like Rome... Vatican City, St. Petersburg, Sydney, and Jamaica, just to name a few. You can even bundle your excursions for more savings. Make your next vacation affordable and unforgettable by visiting cruisingexcursions.com.
1: A big question we get at Cruise Radio is, how do I know if I need trip insurance? All right, Dougie, let's see what we got here, buddy. Cruise Radio is produced weekly in Jacksonville, Florida. For partnership opportunities, email Doug at cruiseradio.net. Hear Cruise Radio on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, the Stitcher Radio Network, Google Play, or at cruiseradio.net. I'm your announcer.